This episode is made possible by PwC. A robot may not be coming for your job, but competitors are coming for your market share. At PwC, we pair the right tech with the right solutions to help you gain a competitive edge. Reimagine operations from the cloud, fuel innovation with responsible AI, and detect risks before they become headlines. That's human-led and tech-powered. It's all part of the new equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. Welcome everyone to Live Dharma Sunday for May 8th, 2016. Koyo Kobose here, so very glad you joined us on this Mother's Day. Oh boy. Second Sunday in May. And of course there's a whole history of how Mother's Day originated as a as a holiday. But for the occasion, um, I want to share so many nice things on uh, on the internet. There's a 21-day challenge by, hosted by kingspring.org, kindspring.org. This is a 21-day reverence challenge, and it's actually day 14 of a 21-day challenge. And every day, uh, participants on the internet have signed up to participate. And the one for today says, Connect to a Mother's Spirit. That's the title. Starts out with a quote, The only way love can last a lifetime is if it's unconditional. The truth is this. Love is not determined by the one being loved, but rather by the one choosing to love. Stephen Kendrick. And then the text says, connect to a mother's spirit, whether biological or chosen, youthful in spirit, or wizened by experience, a mother's true nourishment that stems from unconditional love. In over 80 countries around the globe, today is a day to honor the maternal figure in our lives. So reflect on someone who reminds you of the word motherly love. Think of that person and do one thing today in her or his spirit, whether preparing a hearty meal for others or being sure to eat a balanced diet yourself, uh, whether offering your subway seat to someone else or invisibly stepping in to fill a need, Sink into those small acts of selfless love 
inspired by the presence of our nurturing mentors and supporters. <laughs> so I'm signed up for this challenge. And I was reminded of that first quote. Remind me of the St. Francis, quite a few lines, but one of the lines says, may I, be, may I love rather than be loved. That's what they're talking about. On the other, not from one's own ego, selfish concern. Important thing is, of course, St. Francis was just talking to God. God may may you help me to love rather than be loved, to understand rather than be understood. And then there's, you know, so many lines like that. But if I can say so from a Buddhist perspective, indeed, it's looking inward, not putting the, the basis, inward toward empathy and understanding and loving rather than, you know, receiving uh, self-reflection to realize these things, to connect beyond one's narrow definition of self and so forth. And this reminds me of the Nikon approach. Nikon is the word that says, Nai means... (coughs) Inner and con, N A I K A N. Con is reflection. Con means inner reflection. And basically, what this method, which comes from Japan and it has a history and so forth, and a founder, uh, but there are various people uh, who are certified to teach this and have centers in the United States. Uh, Greg Creech has a book called Nikon, and he has a Todo, T-O-D-O, Todo Institute in Vermont. He's a student of uh, David Reynolds, who did a lot of work, went to Japan and studied Nikon therapy and Morita therapy and different um, psychologies. But the Nikon, the point has been made that it it, uh, reflects Jodo Shinshu root or basis and it's primarily uh, learning about gratitude well it says three questions three basic questions and the reason I thought of this is because when you go to a, a Nikon retreat it's a structured retreat where you have certain times where you, you're just by yourself and you reflect you reflect on one of the exercises is you reflect on your mother. This is a very common beginning place. And you ask three questions to yourself. And the first question is, well, what did you receive from her? Think of all the things you received from her that she did for you. Since you were real little and then second question is, what, what did you, what have you given back to her? 
what did you do for us? So this is sort of a asset liability sort of, or, or kind of like an accounting, what you received and what you gave. And usually they received a lot, but they didn't give back too much. And the third question is, think about what kind of troubles and difficulties that you caused her. This is the most difficult one. Now, there's nothing here about intentions or motivations. It's just a simple objective kind of accounting. Well, you may not have meant to or she didn't really do it for you. She was just being herself and things like this. Uh, And this can be a very emotional experience. Nikon applies these three basic questions to many different topics. And as I said, interpersonal ones are very common procedure. They start with the mother. And then you report someone. The classical way of doing it is you, you sit quietly and you think of these for a certain structured period. And then There's a listener, and you're on a different you're on a different part of a screen, on the other side of a, a, a screen, and that person just listens, and you report the result of your self-reflection. There's no dialogue. There's not a social situation. You're not even you know can't see the person, but you know the person there. So I will receive your Nikon reflections in order to express feelings that that you had about these three questions. And um, it's, uh, well, as I said, I've led these, I've experimented and led these kinds of, uh, on a workshop once for a conference where we only had an hour and I gave a presentation and I just sort of described what I just said and then group of about, you know, 30, 40 people in, in a conference room and then we turned on the lights and they faced the wall and then I and I had a bell, and I, I repeated the, f- the first question, and I rang the bell, and I said, "Do that until I ring the bell." And I only gave them about ten minutes on each question. It was the first time I ever did this. Boy, Kleenex was coming out on purses, and you know. Uh, then we afterwards. We got into small groups, and whoever wanted to share, they shared their experience. Because um, there's a way in which, whether your mother is living or not, that you could give back. Okay, this 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 Nikon sounds like it uh, might generate some guilt, but it's healthy guilt in a sense because you could give back whether she's living or not, by becoming a certain kind of person, uh-huh. completing your, you know, going on the spiritual path and so okay. It's a matter of self-awareness. And the last thing I wanted to share on this topic was, um, again, uh, from the Internet, but there was an article that said uh, 
seven keys to a good death. How to, uh, how to create conditions for a good death. And uh, one of the items involves, okay, this is how to die well. <laughs> you know, this uh, growth experience, the last growth experience in the terminal. Or when you're helping someone, that's terminal. This item is recognize and resolve interpersonal conflicts. And most, a lot of times, parent-child relationships are, wow, you know, uh, will become estranged and so forth. The I love yous that were never expressed and so forth. Ira, a doctor, Ira Block, wrote in his book, four things that matter most. And he says, um, there are four basic messages a person needs to communicate at the end of life. And here are the four. I love you. Second one, thank you. Forgive you. And the fourth one, please forgive me. And it says, these are a good start. A good death creates a space for people to say those words. Um, so I'm learning a lot, learning a lot, and a lot to think about for sure. Well, today, I don't know what a Dharma glimpse is going to be about. Um, the person to give a Dharma glimpse today is John Meal, and his Dharma name is Meal, which uh, M-I-Y-O, and of course the Y-O, the Y-O, is the bright bomb, uh, the sun, physical sun. S-U-N, and me is green. So his Dharma name is Green Sun, Mio, because he's a very ecological person. And green, of course, can be a symbol for freshness, new spring, new growth. Uh, There could be a lot of lessons in uh, a person's Dharma name to renew, to inspire, and so forth. And John Meal was lives in Illinois, Central Illinois, and he was part of the first lay minister group to go through the program, LM1, that completed it. So, without further ado, let us hear from John Meal. I have a toilet in my house, which really shouldn't surprise anyone except my brother who keeps asking me whether I've moved into my Unabomber cabin yet and how my manifesto is going. But that's brothers. Sometimes you just have to shake it off and laugh at them. But I bring up my porcelain euphemism because it doesn't work right. The mechanism in the back sticks. So the ball that flows to the top to signal the tank is full and cuts off the flow of water doesn't actually cut off the flow of water. The tank keeps filling indefinitely and the water drains into the overflow pipe and drives up our water bill and wastes water and constantly makes that running water sound. For various reasons, including being broke, we don't want to hire a plumber to come and fix it. And for various other reasons, including mechanical ineptitude, I don't want to buy a repair kit at the hardware store, although I did investigate them, and gut the thing and repair it myself. So my wife took a wire clothes hanger, bent it, hooked the metal arm at the all, the metal arm on the ball, 
and used a hanger to lift the ball to where it stopped the tank. Problem solved. That now, after you flush, you have to stand in the bathroom and wait for the toilet to fill so you can hook the ball. It takes three minutes for my tank to fill. I know this because I timed it. Boring it is to watch a toilet fill. I timed a toilet filling just for something to do. I'm not going to name any names, but my wife, my daughter, and I have each developed our own methods of dealing with this problem of waiting for it to fill, and we each find the other methods infuriating. One of us copes by just not flushing. One of us flushes, but doesn't replace the hanger, just wanders off and lets the toilet run, totally negating the point of having the hanger in the first place. This person claims to get busy brushing teeth or leaves to perform some other task and plans to come back, then just forgets to go back and replace the hanger. The third one of us just never removes the hanger to let the tank fill in the first place. So the next person has to wait three minutes for the tank to fill, flush, and then ideally three minutes for the tank to fill in order to replace the hanger. Of course, never happens. Okay, some of you may be able to travel the path of sages and say, just mindfully watch the toilet and then replace the hanger. I bow to you. I've tried that sometimes. It lasts two flushes. I've never been able to to beat the two flush mark. What I have realized from this is that we're all, and not just my own family, annoying as hell. Or to put more spiritually, we're all bonbu, foolish beings, and we're going to get annoyed and annoy others. And we need to learn to just shake it off and laugh at it. And that means that I'm as screwed up as everyone I meet and they're as screwed up as I am, which makes it hard for me to judge and feel superior, except for those times when I forget and do judge and feel superior anyway, which I figure is part of being bonbu, so I just try to do better next time, like I do with the toilet. The fill, which I've never beaten the two flush mark, I just try to shake that off and, and laugh at the failure and try to do better next time, which, you know, like I do with the toilet, which still takes three minutes to fill. Namurumida Butsu. Gasho. Thank you very much. Wow, wow. You know what I first thought when I heard this topic? Uh, Of course, when we think about the bathroom, it's sort of a taboo subject in a a way. Uh, um, You know, human waste products. It involves human waste products. But doesn't that topic fit in with unconditional love? You know? That a mother, uh, for example, I could recall, you know, I have uh, made a Dharma lesson, toilet gusho, which means when, when we sit on the pot, I said, well, this is a nice time to, it's usually quiet, you're by yourself, it's a meditative time. And just like we need to eat in order to live, 
we need to have excretion process in order to live too. Otherwise, the toxic waste substances from the food, if you, if you don't get, why doesn't get rid of it? <laughs> it's not good for the health. And in the same way, there are toxic waste products from living with others. Things don't go smooth. Resentments build up, grudges, all kind of things. And if you hang on to those, uh, it's not going to be very spiritually healthy. Okay. So I said, well, why don't, you do, why don't we introduce Toilet God Show? And there was a, a mother, she shared this with me once when I gave a presentation. Sometimes I, I talked about Toilet God Show, and I got feedback, and one one mother said, hey, she does this all the time. She, and she looks at she after she goes, she looks to take a look at it. Because you could tell by the condition of the stool, you know, the healthiness of it. And, of course, whether you're constipated or you have diarrhea or whatever. In fact, at um, nursing homes and, and senior place, senior housing places, the staff sometimes, they're, they're required to observe and, and write down the, this, the condition of the stools, the clients, uh, the residents' stools. But this is one way to find out about their health, physical health. So she, this mother, was saying, tell her grown children who have children, okay, look at your children's stool. You know? And I said, ah, ma. <laughs> and she would smile and say, you know, <laughs> but it's not a topic that, you know, it's for social conversation, but karma's everywhere. <laughs> and this is, and that's another thought that way was in my mind when the topic was introduced was, wow, we we could see the Dharma teachings in all kinds of everyday activities. Huh? That's the underlying important message here too. No matter what they are, it's a long life. A lot of things happen. Embarrassing things, yucky things, uh, embarrassing things. And like a mother's unconditional love and acceptance. We need to do that in general for ourselves and not be so critical about others. I mean, and the statement was made in the Dharma glimpse, how we get annoyed or we annoy others. That's the two major things. How do we have peace within and harmony with others? That's what the teaching is for. And isn't it interesting how all religions try to bring the teachings into everyday life? And one way to do this is to pair spiritual mm-hmm, spirituality, let's just call it that, uh, with some everyday common activity that happens every day. Okay. And then if you pair it with that, that's one way you know, to practice. So mealtime grace or a blessing is very common. Nobody's going to forget to eat. 
this all before you eat. Okay, it's contingent upon taking your meal time, blessing your grace. And so the point here is, well, extend that same process to other kinds of daily activities. And thus, one of them might be toilet gusho. One might be having to do with driving, answering the telephone, doing house chores, doing this, doing that, brushing teeth, <laughs> all kinds of things with true awareness. There's a rich potential of Dharma teachings out there with the right awareness. Um, so let's not take for granted our family, uh, relationships, and it's never too late. You could change the past by how you interpret it in the present. That's all for today's broadcast. Till next time, keep going, and you have a very beautiful day. Thank you. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.